Pope Francis, who is well known for his affinity for expressions of popular piety and his Marian devotion, is amping up efforts to honor the Virgin Mary this month through a series of weekly prayers, and some of them are pointed toward peace in the Ukraine. This is from a report from Crux.com. This is all part of the tradition of the month of Mary, which happens in May of every year. Many Protestant Christians may not know what this is, but I'm telling you today, this is not releasing peace. This is releasing witchcraft and warfare against your mind, especially if you live in a place where there's a predominantly Catholic population like I do here in South Florida. This is Jennifer LeClaire, and this is Praying the News. On today's episode, I'm going to fill you in on what is the month of Mary, what you can expect, and how you can stand against the witchcraft that is surely coming at your mind and your body in this season. If you live in a region where false Mary worship is rising, you'll notice that Jezebel's witchcrafts rise again in May. We just got over this between Lent and Resurrection Day. We got one week break and now we're back into the Jezebel witchcraft season, just like that. And that's because of the traditional May crowning ritual that takes place to honor the Virgin Mary as the Queen of May. So essentially, this means there's a hyper focus on devotions to Mary. And there are two problems with this. First, Mary doesn't want or expect our devotion. She wants and expects us to worship the Son of God, Jesus. Second, by treating Mary as an idol, we're empowering the spirit of Jezebel. So although the Bible describes the mother of Jesus as highly favored in Luke 1, 28, that doesn't mean she's supposed to be worshiped. I'm sure you know that if you're a follower of this ministry and this podcast. But here's the thing. Let me dive deeper. The Greek word for favored in this verse is charitu, and charitu means grace. So God honored Mary with the blessing and grace of being the mother of Jesus, the natural mother, giving birth, the virgin birth, and we should respect her as the mother of Jesus, but not exalt her by crowning her in rituals. We're supposed to throw our crowns at Jesus's feet, not place them on Mary's head. This month, you'll read articles such as Five Reasons to Honor Mary This May that explain the long-standing tradition to honor the Blessed Virgin Mary. And these articles tell of a May altar that is erected with a statue or a picture of Mary with flowers, maybe candles. And this altar runs, it stands from May 1st through May 31st, as a reminder of Mary's importance in the life of the Catholic Church and in our own lives as well. But see, this is a deception. Listen, listen, listen. It wasn't the disciples or the apostles and not even John, whom Jesus told to care for his mother after his death on the cross, who started building altars to Mary. No, they didn't. Actually, no one can trace the exact origin of building altars to Mary. Some say it started with the Greeks who dedicated May to the goddess of fecundity known as Artemis. And the Romans, uh, they honored Flora, the goddess of blossoms back in May in those ancient days. Apparently, the notion to honor Mary along with these false gods became popular in the Middle Ages. And Catholics are quick to tell you they don't worship Mary or pray to Mary, but when we build an altar to Mary and adorn it with flowers and candles, are we not exalting Mary to a place that doesn't belong to her? Are we not worshiping the created 
instead of the creator, which actually Romans 125 forbids. We're talking about the queen of heaven here. And it's curious to me that Mary, the mother of Jesus, is often called the queen of heaven, even though the Bible speaks of a queen of heaven that is not favorable, that is not godly, that is anti-God. It's curious to me because the Bible speaks so clearly about the queen of heaven as it relates to idolatry. And specifically, the queen of heaven in the Bible refers to a goddess that actually goes by many names, including Isis, Inanna, Astarte, Hera, and Asherah. And I explain all this in my book, The Spiritual Warrior's Guide to Defeating Jezebel. And I would recommend that you pick up a copy of this book because it's deep in theology, deep in history, deep in revelation. And if you are not aware of these dynamics, you may be taking on a lot of warfare that you can stand against. Let's look here in scripture. Jeremiah 7, 17 through 19. There's a clear warning against making altars to the queen of heaven, which is what they're doing in the month of May. Look at the scripture. It says this. Do you not see what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood and the fathers kindle the fire and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings to other gods that they may provoke me to anger. Do they not provoke me to anger, says the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves to the shame of their own faces? I mean, dear God, how much clearer can scripture make it? This is not a godly practice. This month of Mary, the building altars to Mary. The Bible talks about Jezebel and her witchcrafts in 2 Kings 9, 22. And the spirit of Jezebel is the same thing as Asherah, also known as Ashtoreth in the Bible. The Old Testament Jezebel's father, Ethbel, he was the high priest of the goddess of Ashtoreth, the queen of heaven. I mean, can you connect the dots here? I know you can. Mary is not the queen of May, but Jesus is the king of kings. And if we're going to build an altar to anyone, it should be to our Lord and Savior, not his earthly mother. I'll leave you with this. Witchcraft can cause you to grow weary in well-doing and even faint if you don't know what you're dealing with or how to battle it. So how do you battle Jezebel's witchcraft? Well, first of all, you have to submit yourself to God. Then you resist the devil, then it will flee. And I've written many articles on battling witchcraft. Please go over to my website at 365prophetic.com or just Google my name and type in overcoming witchcraft. But we have to plead the blood of Jesus against it. But we can't do that. We can't take authority over that if we are aligned with it. So we must submit to God. Then we can resist the devil. We can bind the witchcraft. We can take authority over the witchcraft. I've got a great book. It's called 101 Tactics uh, for Spiritual Warfare. 101 Tactics. And this will give you all kinds of tactics for dealing with all kinds of demons. I want to encourage you to pick up a copy of that book wherever you buy books online because it's really going to help you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you pick up the show notes over there at jenniferleclair.org slash praying the news. I'm going to put some prayer points for you there on battling witchcraft as well. Please make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast and share it with somebody who needs to hear this truth. Remember, you are victorious. Keep praying the news.
In 2007, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me he would bring a third great awakening to the nation. I believe we're going to see the greatest great awakening in the history of the world and it will spill over into the nations of the earth for the glory of God. I believe we'll see a movement greater than all previous moves that God put together. And I know it's predicated on prayer. The Awakening Prayer Hub's mission in any city is to draw a diverse group of intercessors who have one thing in common, to contend for the Lord's will in its city, state, and nation. Bishop Bill Hammond, Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Alveda King, and many others are standing with us. Will you start a hub or find a hub in your city at awakeningprayerhubs.com?